Welcome back to True Reviews Podcast. I'm your host, True Justice, and this is episode 157. Uh, falling a little behind doing some catch-up this weekend. Um, we're going to be doing a recap of the Daily Laws by Robert Greene. We are on week 24. And these are the laws from June 11th until June 17th. So we'll kick it off with the first law of the week um, is Strike the Shepherd. Now, uh, the Strike the Shepherd, you know, this law is all about kind of cutting the head off the snake or whatever the, you know, you know, just taking the leader out kind of situation. You know, when the tree falls, the monkeys scatter. And I've seen this played out in my field of work many times over the last decade. You know, when a trusted or feared leader, whether they're trusted or feared, whether they're in charge and they're removed, or even if they remove themselves abruptly with no plan in place, you know, the followers panic. And even if it's not an obvious panic, it's just an unsettling vibe of being lost and confused. And with this comes opportunity to lead the herd in a new direction. Um, you know, it's it's much more difficult to convince a leader to follow or change. So if you want to take control, you have to remove the one who is currently in control. And that's, um, it's tough. You know, sometimes you have a good leader in place. Sometimes there's some, some very strong positives going on. But uh, ultimately, you know, we're, the world changes. We evolve. And um, not everybody's up for the task. Not everybody likes it. Everybody fears change. So, Unfortunately, it gets to those points, and sometimes, uh, you know, especially in big organizations and companies and business models, things like that, friendships, we've all seen this where it's kind of like, uh, as my as my guy P likes to say, get with or get gone. And, you know, if, if you if you get everybody in the, this direction uh, going and the one who's supposed to be in charge isn't feeling it, they'll usually leave um, or they'll get pushed out somehow, you know, it's just how things tend to go. So if you're trying to get a herd to follow, you strike the shepherd. Uh, the next law of the week is use the surrender tactic. So let's see. Um, you know, this law is all about recognizing if you're like, if you're weaker than who you're up against. So, um, it's definitely a survival tool. Rather than, you know, face them and lose, you know, you choose the surrender tactics. And not only will it frustrate them, you know, it'll buy your time to grow and adapt for a future attack. So um, this is not going out on your shield. This is a dishonorable tactic in, in most scenarios to me as it represents lies. However, it's needed and should be utilized in many scenarios. You know, if you if you look uh, beyond a battle scenario in like a literal sense and dive into a place of work, a violent home with abuse, a traffic stop with guns drawn, you know, we have countless possibilities where this is the smartest move to make to allow not only another day to live, but a future to decide on, you know, pride and foolishness can get us fired, arrested, forgotten, or even killed. So you always want to keep that in mind where we're faced with these challenges every day on whether it's worth fighting, pick your battle. And, uh, you know, we have to understand that sometimes it's plotted so that we can grow and either avoid those in the future or figure out how to, um, you know, win next time, you know, however that may be. So the next law is lead from the front. No shit. Um, now I have to quote a large portion of this section um, of the book because I loved it. Um, As leaders set the tone, ask for sacrifices you won't make yourself and your troops grow lethargic and resentful. Act too nice, show too much concern for their well-being, and you drain the tension from their souls and create spoiled children, children who whine at the slightest pressure or request for more work. And I'm going to say that again because, sorry, my headphone cord slid down my leg and tripped me out for a second. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read that again. So the quote is, as leader, 
Set the tone. Ask for sacrifices you won't make yourself and your troops grow lethargic and resentful. Act too nice. Show too much concern for their well-being and you drain the tension from their souls and create spoiled children who whine at the slightest pressure or request for more work. And it's that's deep and it's so real and it's it's difficult. I don't see a lot of people um, able to hold this up. It's hard. It's very hard. So it's incredibly important to consider in your field of work and in parenting, especially. This is where I really look at these kind of things. Um, the molding of our youth is the most important thing. You know, that's who the future is. We were all or we all are somebody's children. So that's where it all begins. Uh, the next law is deter, deter with a threatening presence. Um, and it's, you know, it's better to be feared than loved, you know, and that shit, that shit hit me right there. It's, uh, in the hopes of maintaining power, you know, this is it. Love will get you killed. If you're always playing the nice, nice one, you know, you'll, no one will ever take you serious. If you decide to try and be feared, it's important to establish a level of fear amongst others, you know, even if it is a mysterious level to keep them on their toes, you know, not everybody wants to be scary. We want to be nice, but at the same time, you know, History has always shown that we respond to fear and there is good fear. I teach my children about good fear and bad fear, right? You know, it's not, it's not good to be afraid for your life at every living moment of your being, but good fear keeps us out of trouble. Good fear keeps us on our toes. Um, you know, fear is not something that we should be shaming people of. Fear is good. We operate off of it. We just have to learn how to, um, meet it and control it and use it honestly. So, uh, the next law is the art of presence and uh, the art of presence of absence. Interesting. I wonder if I wrote that right. The art of presence of absence. Um, so some more focus on the change we see in social media these days, especially right. Um, appearing to be too common removes your power. Your presence and arrival should mean something. You know, even though we want to seem relatable, it comes with its downfalls. Absence and presence, timing, talking are all tools to be utilized. I, uh, I don't know. I, I go on my own hiatuses once in a while and I don't do that. I've actually felt the opposite of it helping me in any power terms. Um, but I've also never established myself as that powerful of a person in any element of my life, um, to where I've disappeared from that. I think I'd be like overly missed and anticipated to return. Um, I've always had to do it just for myself, you know, but there's times when you're in those positions and you notice, you know, if you're your favorite musician, they, they, uh, don't drop an album for a few years kind of thing. And all of a sudden they return, you know, it's this, it's this massive deal. Um, if, uh, you know, an actor hasn't done a movie in a while and an author hasn't written a book in a while, all these different elements. Um, I, I've been in a situation where, you know, a boss was on leave and they were a great, great leader. So when they returned, you know, it was, it was a massive deal. Um, th those kind of situations. You always want to understand that being overly present can be damaging. So uh, the next law is get others to play the cards you deal. You know, so offering choices and it makes people believe they are in control of their own fate, and they'll they'll perform better if you you know if they think they are the ones who choose the path to take, you know, this takes creativity and structure because you're ultimately getting others to do what you want them to do, but creating a different path for them to choose to get there. So your destination may still be the same, but they don't like the, the way you're telling them to get there or the way you got there. So you're trying to help guide them there, making them believe they're doing it on their own. 
you know, it's a highly manipulative <laughs> tool, but it, you know, of course it's needed in many things. We got pride that gets in the way of things. You know, a lot of this reverts to parenting for me, just like I said earlier, you know, we start with our kids and a lot of it has to be creative because sometimes kids don't want to follow in your footsteps. They think you're lame and they look at somebody else. So you have to figure out another way to get there. You find another role model that you're, you're appreciative of how they are doing or what they've accomplished and try to get them to attach themselves to that. But you know what your goal is ultimately. So, and the last uh, law of this week's recap is the seductive visuals. Um, you know, bright and shiny advertisements. You know, this is a basic marketing essential. Um, I have an example of how this can also backfire as I used color coding and a shift report for my work for a long time. And I just recently started staring away from it. So we, we would offer a, a nightly report to communicate all the events that we had encountered. And we would highlight, you know, some positive interactions with green, some concerns in yellow and some major concerns in red and, you know, different, different colors for different things. And, you know, it, it just, you know, when I first began running, running this team, it was, you know, handwritten with different color highlighters. We would try these things, you know, levels of importance, you know, also to separate so people didn't have to read everything that maybe they weren't as concerned about. They can get to right where they needed. And then um, now, you know, technology's updated. So we're using Google Docs and these kind of things to separate types of information. Well, the problem was, you know, people would only be drawn to the color and ignore the rest. So you know, understand the message you're trying to get out there. You know, if you want all the information taken seriously, you um, you, you want to make sure that it's not being blinded by the shiny advertisements. And, um, of course, there's a, a million different examples in this world on how this works properly. And that is, of course, when you want something specific to pop, it's there. So uh, always keep that in mind. We're surrounded by advertisements all the time. You know, I can't go to my grandparents uh, house without this massive gigantic distracting um, big screen on the side of the casino that is just constantly advertising something and it's just like holy shit um, and of course you know you get to bigger cities you're gonna have it everywhere all over the time people become numb to it so ultimately you know it's just trying to keep up with it so just um, be cautious because the visuals can be seductive, but they can be overwhelming as well. And they can just take away from just our existence as they seem to be doing. So, all right, that's uh week 24 um, recap for the daily laws by Robert Green. Stay tuned. Um, got uh, quite a few episodes coming this week. So hope y'all are following along. Hope y'all have obtained this book. Um, apply it to your life. Read it. Uh, you got questions. Hit me up. Um, I'm not really on much social media. It's only the Twitter right now. So, um, you know, if, uh, if you're listening, um, you could also send messages directly to the podcast link. I believe it, I received messages on there on anchor. So true reviews podcast. Um, all right. Uh, appreciate y'all tuning in and I'll be back.